Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to dust off a few emails. Got some thematic email questions about, hey, look, my vacation is not fun anymore because my family's involved. What do I do? And then we're going to talk about how do we handle coping mechanisms. But the truth is those are kind of intertwined. Let's talk about expectations and intentions. How do we set ourselves up for success in conversations that we know are going to be difficult? Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, We did take a week off to talk about Simone Biles and mental health, where I suggested that if you say you're for mental health, but you were mad at Simone Biles for withdrawing from the Olympics, that you're not actually for mental health, that you somehow have missed what what that means. Uh, By and large, I got a lot of good feedback on that. I did get only one. It's kind of weird. I usually expect more than I got one negative email. One person wrote in. And didn't like that I said that a person who can't follow a diet for six weeks shouldn't be talking about what Simone Biles can and can't quit. Uh, They suggested that I don't know how hard it is to diet. I'm not sure why they think that. I'm not sure that they know me. I don't think I know them. So they don't really know anything about me. But either way, one email, I'll take it. I also got a bunch of other emails that essentially the theme was my vacations aren't fun anymore because I only do it with extended family. Uh, somebody wrote in and said, Hey, look, here's the thing. We go for 10 days every year with my husband's family and it's awful. Uh, to be fair, and I'm going to quote this email here. Let me just, I got like seven of them open. Let me get the right one. Uh, to be fair, we spend eight days with my family and I don't like that much better. That, that line made me laugh. Uh, one, one woman wrote in and she said that her and her sisters had just put on a anniversary getaway weekend for her parents, but her mom is particularly mean and her dad is very draining. And everybody answers their ends their email with, what do we do? Because there are some factors involved here. One, uh, like the lady who wrote in and said, I don't like my husband's family, but to be fair, I don't like mine. Uh, I'm sorry, that just made me laugh. I'm not sure why. Uh, but, but, you know, she wrote in, she was like, look, we only get two weeks of vacation a year and, and I, although if I'm doing my math, 18 days is almost three weeks, but whatever. But and, and we only spend it with family. She wants to kind of figure something out. When she brought it up to her husband, there was a fight. The, the woman who wrote in and said, hey, look, we took my parents away for an anniversary getaway. It was bad. My mom was mean. She picked on us the whole time. Uh, she nagged at us the whole time. She said mean things to my kids. And my sister already wants to do it again next year. And when I brought up how I wasn't sure... It ended in a fight. And, and and so consequently, there's a theme here. I'm spending my, my time off with people that I'm related to, but I don't necessarily feel recharged from when I am with them. And I've tried to talk to other people in my life who are important to me, i.e. my spouse, my sister. Uh, one guy wrote in and talked about his brother and one of his adult children and, and how the response has been very strong. The, the, there's been anger involved with the other person. And then they end their email with, what do I do? So we need to take a moment and just revisit something. And that something is a lot of times when people write into me and they're like, or they talk to me and they say something like, hey, 
I don't know how to talk to so-and-so. I don't know what to do with so-and-so. What they really mean is I'm not sure I know how to talk without them getting mad. The metric for whether or not what they said was good or right is did they get mad? And that's a bad metric. The metric needs to be, did I say what was necessary? Was I kind when I said it? Did I say it in the most gracious way? You know, those types of things. Feel free to, to search around my Facebook, or excuse me, on my Facebook, my podcast homepage. You can find a lot of episodes on what the metric should be. It shouldn't be the other person's response because that is on our square. That's outside of our control. The words that we use, are they kind? Uh, is it necessary? You know, did I attack the other person or did, did I attack the problem? These are all things that are in our control. And if you're listening closely, you probably hear a phone ring. I'm in a completely empty office, so I have the door open. Uh, and now I'm rethinking that decision. Nonetheless, we're going to move forward. And so in all of these emails, here's the thing where I start with people. Hey, can you, can you find a compromise? Like, so the woman who wrote in is like, I don't like being with my family. I don't like being with his family. Okay, so, so your husband wants to be with his family, but the truth is, you're, I mean, you're going to see your family too, and I'm going to guess based on the email, I haven't heard back from the woman yet. I did write her back and be like, hey, let me ask a few questions, and I haven't heard back, but I'm going to guess that at least part of that is your, your family of origin is going to exert some pressure on you of their desire for you to come to their vacation. So what does a compromise look like? Can you do four days with your family of origin and then four days just by just with your family unit you know they she said they spend eight days together can you do every other year uh what, what are possible compromises and, and the other thing is then you have to make some decisions on is this just something that annoys me or is it something that's toxic that's another thing so the woman who wrote in who was away all weekend with her parents and her mom was mean to her and i mean it's a long email about some things that i just don't feel appropriate sharing. It would be appropriate to share the details. Uh, th that's not just a dislike there. That's not just an annoyance. That's literally toxicity happening. And so, you, you know, spending three, four days with, with somebody who you know is toxic doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, and the thing of it is, is we want, I've talked about this in the past, we want abusers to be completely evil, we we want the world to be Disney-fied. The bad people are completely evil, bad, and the good people are completely good. The problem is almost all abusers do enough good things that if you want a reason to be like, well, you know, yeah, they abuse, they're abusive, they're toxic, but they'll do enough good things that you can you can actually put something on the after that, but that doesn't make it healthy. And you know, this is something that, to be honest with you, I've struggled with myself. My wife and I have talked about this. How do we balance things? Just this past week, we were camping near my in-laws. We were also camping near friends. We went and spent one day with our friends. We were planning on spending one day with my in-laws, and the, the trip got cut short. And, and so we ended up not visiting with my in-laws. And I want to be really clear here. I enjoy hanging out with both the friends and my in-laws. I actually really like both. And, and it, it wasn't that they were going to, uh, what, what's, it's not that they were going to drink me. Although, to be honest, when we hung out with our friends, I was very tired that night because I'm an introvert. And so hanging out with all these people, it takes energy from me. And it's fine. I just need to know the difference there. It's not like they were toxic. You know, they were calling me fat or ugly or I wear stupid shoes. Uh, they, they were just, we were just hanging out. We had fun. We went out in the boat. We played a, a, a yard game. It was a good time. And I went home and I was very tired. Uh, and, and so the next day we were supposed to hang out with my in-laws. It didn't work out. And that worked out well for me because 
I get energy charging up, you know, emotional and mental energy kind of being by myself or with just one or two people, which at that on this camping trip would have been my wife and my kids. And and so you have to know, okay, can we make can we make a compromise like on what's going on here? What are we trying to accomplish? This is a great problem for the price cost value uh, episode for that matrix of understanding what you're doing. I've talked about that in previous podcast episodes. I might even have blogged about it. Uh, by the way, if you read my blog, if that's something you're interested in on getting information, maybe directly to your email inbox, would you let me know? It's something I'm debating. I'm looking at the time that I have and I want to make sure that I'm using it well. I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the things that are producing the biggest impact. And so we have put the blog on hold and we I've also put my YouTube channel on hold. Because of that, I need to do some investigative work. And you can be a part of that by letting me know what you think. Okay, okay, so back to this vacation problems, right? So price, cost, value, that's something you have to work through. Can you do Can you do uh, a compromise? Can you um, make the distinction between, hey, I'm an introvert, and so this takes energy out of me. Like if I spent my whole vacation, all day, every day, with, with uh, people outside my immediate family, I probably am good for about three or four days. And I need to know that about myself. On day five or six, I'm going to have to come up with ways that I'm going to fill up my energy. And I'm going to have to assume that that vacation is not going to give me the same amount of energy that, say, a, a six or seven day vacation with just my family would. That doesn't mean that I dislike the people I'm on vacation with. It just means I'm an introvert. I'm not shy. Uh, but I'm an introvert, and so I get my energy by being alone. Are, is there a toxic issue here? Like, so the people that we're talking about, like some of the emails I got, the, the situation is actually toxic. It's not because they're an introvert. It's because the people that they're hanging out with are mean, and they probably wouldn't hang out with them if they weren't related to them. And that becomes a problem. Uh, one person wrote in, uh, Anthony wrote in and he just asked, he said, look, I've got a problem. I have an adult daughter, early 20s, who doesn't like my dad, which I understand because my dad was very abusive my whole life. He's still emotionally and verbally abusive. He picks on me a lot. Uh, and, and so there's this this push and pull, this tug, tug of war, if you will, between Anthony and his adult daughter, who he did not name, so I don't know her name, but between Anthony and his adult daughter and, and she wants him to cut off all ties with grandpa. And he's like, well, hold on. I can still interact with grandpa and have boundaries because grandpa's going to die. He's 74. He's only got so many trips around the earth. And I want to be able to stand over his grave and know that I did everything I could to invite him into a better relationship while maintaining boundaries. And this is causing stress between his adult daughter and himself. Again, price, cost, value. You've got to measure out that cost. And of course, I would want to know why is his daughter so bent on controlling her square? But that's another episode. And and so, okay, like what you got to ask yourself, what's going on here? Is there a compromise? Is this something where I'm just an introvert and it's just too many people for me? Is it uh, we could compromise where like we could do half the time, you know, or, or some of the time or every other year or, or something? Is there toxicity and meanness going on here? In other words, once we're there, I think I think the choices get a little bit different. Is there things happening here that are mean, that are unhappy, or unkind, excuse me? And, and this is more than just me being unhappy because I'm surrounded by people. And then what do we do if we've identified an abuser, but we're related to them and we want to offer some level of relationship? 
And and I'm not here really to tell you what to do on that because I think probably all of those episodes, all, all of those, uh, not episodes, what would be the word? All of those interactions are, are unique enough that they probably deserve their own thing. And, you know, one size doesn't fit all. I would I will say this, that what, what I want to talk about today is looking at expectations and intentions can help with this. If you've gone through all the questions that I've already asked and now like, okay, I've got to go talk to someone I got to go talk to my husband. Hey, look, I don't know that I want to hang out with your family because your mom's mean. That's probably not going to go over well. Uh, I have one client that that they have this routine, this ritual where they hang out with the one spouse's family at a cottage here in Michigan. A lot of people have cottages. Uh, sometimes those cottages are three times the size of my house, but whatever. Uh, and and they go, you know, every weekend. They basically they work, they run to the cottage, they work, they run to the cottage. I'm like, look, stop! It's too much. It, it's taking too much out of you. You have four young kids. It's too much work. Uh, you don't really get along that well with your in-laws to keep running into the fire like that. Healthier says will come a couple times. That's a compromise because exactly you like them. There are some issues, right? And and one of the things that I do I do think we need to figure out how we navigate in our society is how do we navigate with people that we don't get along with on everything because we don't get along with everybody on everything. It's okay. Some of my closest friends and I have strong disagreements about things that are important. And this is what this comes down to today. So if you're driving, don't do this. If you're not driving and you're somewhere where you can get a sheet of paper and a pen, I want you to draw two pillars on a sheet of paper. In the left pillar, I want you to write the word expectations. On the right pillar, I want you to write the word intentions. Now, if you have spent any time with me at all, you know that I believe expectations are one of the most important things that we can navigate whenever we are working through a situation, whenever we are engaging with other people. We need to have clear expectations. This worksheet is literally just for you because one of the things that I think people sometimes fail short on is that they might learn about expectations and they do a good job of setting them, but then they don't make the jump to intentionality, to setting their intentions for how they're going to enter into a situation. What are the things that they might likely encounter in that situation? How are they going to respond to those? And then how are they going to exit? And that's what this whole tool is about. So I want you to take time. And on the left side, I want you to really think through what do I expect to happen? If I'm going to my wife and saying, hey, I don't want to hang out with your family, which is not true. I don't. But if someone has to go to their spouse and be like, hey, I don't want to do vacation next year with your family, you should have an expectation that at the very least, there's going to be just some, some discomfort there for them, that they're going to react in a way that is less than peaches, rainbows, and chilled beverages. And that's okay because you need to set your intention. So your intention is I'm going to be concise I'm going to be to the point. I'm going to explain why. I'm going to ask him how he feels. I'm going to ask her how she feels. Does does she see some of the things that I see? Does she see this person being mean on these vacations? Does she feel refreshed when she comes out of these vacations? Does he feel refreshed when he comes out of these vacations? Right. And so you're just going through what are the things? This is this is the intentionality side. Once I have an expectation down, my intentionality is then, okay, how do I respond to that expectation? I had a number of people write into me and talk to me about, hey, look, I recognize some of these defense mechanisms from from the two episodes previous before the Simone Biles one. And, you know, how do I fix it? And I think that's a great question. So one of the things you do is, okay, in the expectations box, you you think about the defense mechanisms that you're using. When do you use them? When might you expect to use them? And then set an intentionality of doing something different, anything at this point, trying something different. We're we're so addicted to avoiding failure that we're not willing to try something different unless we know it's going to work. And change doesn't happen that way. 
Okay, so let's let's just run this down on a couple different scenarios. Let's say you have a toxic parent that you want to stay in relationship with, but there is, but you know you need to have boundaries. Okay, so you're gonna hang out with this toxic parent. We'll go with the woman who wrote in about how her mom's mean. She's gonna meet, she's gonna hang out with mom this weekend. Okay. So she needs to spend some time, and I would encourage her to write it down, but at the very least, it needs to be ruminated on in her brain. She needs to spend some time writing down what are the expectations that she has about the weekend. Now, here's the thing. These are not hopes. If she wrote down, well, well I would hope that my mom would be nice to me. Okay, that's a hope. And, and I had an Italian uh, uh, immigrant friend who used to say, defecate in one hand. If you don't know what that word means, look it up defecate in one hand and hope in the other and see which one fills up first. I'm all for hope in the right context. This isn't that context. So these expectations need to be about what do you think will actually happen based on the person's past behavior? What is likely to happen? What are the probabilities of what will happen? So she needs to write down, my mom will probably be mean to me. My mom will probably say things that are inappropriate to me. And she needs to get those clear. And then she needs to move to intentions. My intention is blank. This is how I'm going to respond. That's very important. And I even encourage clients to practice it in their mind, to to watch it like a TV show in their mind. The person they're talking to, them, how they think it's going to go. You just set your expectation and then, and, and the expectation needs to be rooted in reality. It needs to be rooted in what is actually going to happen And then you set your intentions. That's very important. You set the expectations first. You ask yourself, what is realistically reasonable for me to assume is going to happen in this encounter? Whether, like, when you're talking to your teenagers and you're about to tell your teenager something that they don't want to hear, I tell clients, just expect them to get mad. People are like, oh, they got mad. Okay, I expect them to get mad. I also expect them to not respond with anger. Right. But but then I need to set my intention that if they do respond with anger, I'm going to gently correct it. I'm going to gently correct it. And I might practice that. But them getting angry, that's on the left box. That's the expectations box. That's something that I'm looking at and saying that's probable it's going to happen. And then on the right, I control everything that I put into that box and I control whether or not I do it. I'm trying to set myself up so that if it happens, I don't feel flat-footed. I don't feel like, like the you know, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. No, you're not going to get it right every time. Sometimes whatever happens isn't going to have been in your expectation list. But the more you interact with someone, the more you try to be aware of your defense mechanisms, the more experiences you have in interacting in certain events, whether you're firing someone or giving someone bad news or telling someone that you can't hang out or whatever it is, you need to just look two things. What is probably going to happen? That's the expectations. What are my intentions? So here's the thing. I have an expectation that if I spend time with people, right? So if you invited me out, you and your spouse invited me and my wife out, I'm good. I could do that probably three nights a week and be totally fine. If you invited us out and you brought your brother and his wife, I'm still probably okay. You bring us, your brother and his wife, and your wife's sister and her husband, and I'm done. Like, that's a one-night thing for me, and it's going to take up a lot of my energy. I'm going to leave that feeling emotionally drained. I can write that in my expectation box and still want to go and still have fun. And I also know that because I'm interacting with about eight people, uh, it's too much for me. I will feel drained when I'm done. So then in my intentions box, I need to have a clear exit strategy and I have need to have a clear, how am I going to recharge my energy strategy? And and so when I thought I was hanging out with my in-laws last week, 
I had a plan. I had a plan for what I was going to do Monday morning when I got back into work that would help kind of manage my energy. And sometimes I can't, I can't come up with a plan that's going to manage my energy, but then I have to set my intention to I'm going to endure, and this is how I'm going to endure. The expectations box is not a hopeful box, and the intentions box is not a vague box. The expectations box should not be about what I hope will happen. It should be about what I think will happen, what's probably going to happen, what is a probability of happening. And then my intentions box is measurable, it's clear, and it's directive, it's action-based. Because this helps me, uh, then when I'm in this situation, to I've already thought through what I'm going to do. I can already take a few steps, and if I've practiced it in my mind, I'm even further ahead. So for you, whatever it is that you're facing this week, whenever you're listening to this, uh, if there's some things that you're looking at, like so for like the first day of school, I have the expectation that everybody will be awake and early and excited to go the first day of school everybody's up, everybody's up early, they're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and by about day four or three, that'll all wear off, and I'll be sitting in the driveway waiting for somebody to get in the car, and that's okay. Uh, I have an expectation that as my my daughters grow into teenagerism, one of them's almost out of her teenage years, but still, that they're going to want to hang out with their friends more, at least as much, probably more than they want to hang out with their mother and I, and that's okay. My intention, though, is I'm still going to pursue them. And I will literally write down action plans for this is what pursuit of them looks like. So expectations, intentions, whether we're talking about vacation and like, hey, I need to go talk to my spouse because I don't like how we're doing vacations. I need to go talk to my sister because I don't want to take my parents away for a whole weekend again. Or I need to go talk to my spouse because I'm thinking about changing my job. I need to go talk to my spouse because I want to move from where I live now to eight states away. Uh, I need to go talk to my daughter because I'm concerned about some decisions she's making. Uh, I have to be able to figure out how to talk to my adult daughter and manage her expectations of me and her grandfather. Uh, How do I do that? You start with what do I expect to happen in the conversation? Not what do I hope for? What do I expect to happen? And then how do I utilize, what do I intend to do? So let's say that your boss has been barking at you. I had a a friend call me up. I was on vacation last August and a friend called me up and was like, hey, I don't really know what to do at work. And I was like, here's the thing. Let me ask you, when you go talk to him, the boss, what do you expect will happen? And we talked about it and laid it all out. Okay, what is good responses from you? And we have to define that word good. Those good responses are not responses that somehow are, can't be measured based on how the boss responds. They have to be made, measured based on your own values. And those actions need to go into the intentions box. And then you can pick one. So you set your intention. And then when it comes, you follow through and do it, hopefully. If it all goes to pot, it all falls apart, then you do it post-mortem. You go back and you look, okay, well, what did I expect to happen? What did happen? How did I respond? If it were to happen again, how would I set my intentions? This is a really powerful tool. I hope that you use it. It can help you in every situation that you're in. I hope that you find value in it. Uh, Whatever it is you're doing, if you've got to go talk to somebody, I had somebody reach out to me. They wanted to go talk to their church leadership because their student ministry pastor, they didn't feel was making the grade and they got rebuffed. Whoever they went to, they got rebuffed. And so they were like, well, what do we do? Okay, so here's the thing. Who are you going to go to? What do you expect to happen in that conversation? In other words, how likely is the person to rebuff you? How likely are they to hear you? How likely are they to have the power or the ability to make a decision that you want them to make? 
Do other people agree? Like, just run through it all. A person who's not responded well to criticism in the past, constructive criticism in the past, probably isn't going to respond well to constructive criticism tomorrow. So I have to expect that. A person who doesn't take responsibility for anything in their life probably isn't going to take responsibility just because I said, hey, look, that's on you. And so I have to expect that they're not going to take responsibility. And then I set my intention based on the probable reality. I mean, you can certainly hope, hey, maybe they will take responsibility tomorrow. That'd be wonderful. And if they do, this is what I'll do. But don't go armed with just that. That won't work. All right. I hope you found value in today's episode. I hope that these tools work for you. If you have a question, please feel free to email me, joe at joemartino.com. Uh, if you specifically want, re- want to reference something in the podcast, please feel free to put podcast in the subject line. Uh, keep on the lookout for marriage retreats. We have a weekend picked. We're, we're talking about the uh, website design today. We're hoping uh, to figure out how we're going to do this. Um, we really only have room for about four to six couples. And so we're, we're assuming that the response is going to be larger than that. And so we're, I think we're going to we're going to pick people to go. Or I, we're not sure. We're not sure how it's going to work, but we're, we're working on that. It will be up soon. Uh, if you have an idea for a podcast, reach out. Let me know. If you have a question, reach out. Let me know. If you found value in this, please share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.